There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Where no one has gone before, welcome to the Captain's Chair, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Richard Dave, and joining me on this mission into the unknown is... I'm Chief Engineer Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 2 of Star Trek Lower Decks. Steve, I liked this one even better than the first one. I did too. <laughs> I knew our loyal feedback guy, Fred, spoke how frenetic it is. It's on purpose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. But they did slow it down a little bit on this one. Yes. I, I, had, I think maybe it was more one-liner heavy than it was visual yes, uh, gags heavy. True. You know, Very I, true. I appreciate the visual gags because you have to watch them. And they are funny, especially getting suckled by a, a giant spider <laughs> thing with pink, pink goo. <laughs> yeah. That is funny, but the one-liners on this were even better, and we find that our favorite character, or one of our favorite characters, is Ula's climbing the walls here. Right. <laughs> Mariner. Yeah, she calmed down quite a bit, but not completely, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, she has a, a thing with uh, rules and regulations, as we'll come to learn. Yes. <laughs> so shall we get into episode two, Dave? Yeah, sure. So two, on boys, is a high-profile mission gone awry. Boyland is further plagued with self-doubt when Mariner proves herself to be more naturally talented sci-fi badass than him. Rutherford quits his job in engineering and explores the departments of the USS Cerritos, which is funny. That whole oh, thing yeah, is funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. It's pretty clear that Boimler and Mariner are going to be the top two, but Rutherford is funny. Oh, yeah. Now, our opening this episode, we see a ball of light entering the Cerritos. <laughs> and this is... Another throwback to <laughs> earlier Star Trek. Yeah. The ball of Light ad addresses them, and Mariner identifies it as a transdimensional energy creature. And it's instantly evil, too. And right, yeah. It's, I'm going or at to least take wants to be ship. taken that way and completely menacing. <laughs> so Mariner does what Mariner does, and she... Tackles the dang thing. Yeah, stuff it in a tube. Yeah. And instead of being stuffed it in a tomb, it agrees to give Mariner what she wants, which is <laughs> one of them new fancy tricorders. That's like a blue line on it or something like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she, it, he, yeah, he gives it to her, but it doesn't have a battery. Oh, sure. I asked for a tricorder without the battery in it. <laughs> Fine. And he's like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the battery. I'll get back to it. this. Is one of my top top jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and of course she gets the battery, and it's just a little tiny dot, which happens to go into Captain Freeman. Yeah, I wasn't one, sure it bounced off her or got sucked into her. Right, I thought it went right into her. So yeah, uh oh, that could come back at a later time. <laughs> so that, something like that happened on Discovery too. Yes. Well, we didn't see it. I mean, if it happened to her, it's going to return and happen to. Uh, 
captain too, whatever, this thing will regain its strength. Right. What was the name of that character on Discovery that got favorite character? Oh yeah. Tilly. Tilly, yes, Tilly. Yeah, she came back when something came out of her right. started steering around too. Wow, these guys are really detailed. So as we move on, when we're in Mariner, I get assigned to pilot a Klingon general to Talgana 4, which these things are, are so funny, the planet names. Yes. <laughs> uh, Boimler is all happy with himself. He gets himself in his dress uniform, that long, yeah, you know, long thing that coat. looks, yeah, a coat. Dress. Okay, it's a coat. <laughs> yeah, it looks more like a dress. dress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's all happy because this is, is sure to burnish his path to command, you know, right. be a captain yes. someday. Something, especially something this important but he finds Mariner in the shuttle and finds out she's coming on the envoy mission and he's been demoted to her co-pilot which like just burns him yes and of course she's eating and got yeah and there's stuff all, over, all the- over the place and then she <laughs> plays with the blast shields oh yeah up down up down that's, oh, that's like from the Simpsons yes I switch off I switch off light goes on light goes <laughs> off <laughs> so General Corinne arrives and Boimler attempts to greet him formally but is interrupted by Mariner and launching a physical attack which is good sight gag as they yes. flail all over each other. But it turns out this is a good natured breeding with a friend because naturally they know each other. Of course. <laughs> Bulmer's just going, is there anything you don't know? <laughs> yeah. This is part of that ongoing conceit where her secret from Boimler is that <laughs> her mother's the captain, her father's the admiral. Who has right. to do admiral stuff? I gotta do admiral stuff. Finger on the button. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so... He doesn't strike me as really that important. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> this guy is basically a fun machine who likes to drink and hang out and do naughty stuff. And, and it turns out he's a thief, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a Klingon. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Didn't seem like that. The other Klingon, especially on Next Generation, rather serious. Not this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> so anyway, Boimler pilots the shuttle to the planet and Mariner and General drink and, and sing in the back. And, he, and that even burns Boimler even more. Right. They land in the Klingon district because <laughs> the general's hungry and when they <laughs> land, the general's passed out so they're ah, let's go walk off. And there he is lying. It, again, there's goo everywhere. I guess either he puked or right. he peed or he just oozed <laughs> stuff, but it's all over the place. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be one of their favorite go-to stuff is his gunk and pee and bodily fluids and stuff oh, yeah. like that, but especially <laughs> of the projectile variety. <laughs> so Boimler and Mariner decide to disembark and they go for a little walk and the general steals the shuttle. Shoom! <laughs> <laughs> Which, and Boimler like freaks out and due to the plant's ion shield they can't call back to the Cerritos for a beam up and they have to track the general and find out where he's going and Mariner would have known that and she knows everything right. if, if she, had, he, she had just studied everything but he didn't which even frosts or burns Boimler even more and so as they walk along it, we find out the Starfleet universes are viewed as suspicious on Talgana 4 and Mariner is concerned with how the Kalons and little Konas are looking at them Boimler bumps into a taxor and inadvertently insults him in his own language, but Mariner distracts by throwing his wallet in a different direction. Turns out he's he's like a kid, right. um, teenager, and he's, oh, my dad's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> He's an adolescent. He looks pretty menacing, but he was an adolescent. So Boimler and Mariner walk up to a recreational, and uh, Mariner leaves Boimler to find out where the general's gone. Boimler's approached by a woman who seems to be interested in him, and she, turns out she's reading his mind, and she's like cozying up. She's dressed naughtily, almost like she's like a sex worker. <laughs> right. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mariner comes back and warns Boimler that this woman's actually a creature that wants to lay eggs in his throat, and she's like, <laughs> her face like it blows in this weird flower thing and it, it's almost like that tiny little dinosaur 
dinosaur that was on right. Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> then his face just went, rah! <laughs> Boimler intercedes in a, and then later on, it, it, this this is also nonstop craziness. Yes. Boimler intercedes in an Andorian dispute, and only to allow a shapeshifter, a thief to escape, and a bar brawl ensues. The Mariner stops it by buying the bar five rounds of drinks. But the whole thing was hilarious, because that was another fr- frenetic display, and it's just pure chaos. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, and if you just look at it, there's everything going off at once. There's bottles being broken and people being shot and hacked. And, and as usual, they're, they're either spouting blood or other body fluids, and it's just crazy. I hope Fred, uh, did Fred leave some feedback yes, for this one? we have some feedback for this okay. one as well. Okay, okay. I, I hope he was impressed with that. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> anyway, Blumler's just, just bummed out about this whole thing. He, he despairs about being a, a good Starfleet officer, and he decides to quit. I mean, when you see your friend, but still, I don't know, competitor in rank that he sees Mariner because he's she knows everything. Instead of using his wits and smarts, she just buys everyone a round of drinks. Problem solved. Right. <laughs> so he's in a he's not in a deep state of depression or Mariner Boimler. <laughs> Boimler, that's the time goes. Their heads out. They run to a Ferengi, and Mariner's willing to trust him, but Boimler refuses and scares him off. And that's funny too, because this guy, whoever did that Ferengi, was so good. Yes, some little hand, hand things. Yes, you know. And human. Uh, yeah, human. H. I think a partially Y O O human. To watch the closed captioning, and I'm like, oh, this guy's good. I hope we get to see him again. So they find the missing shuttle. It's parked out the Federation Embassy, and they drag Corinne out and leave him unconscious on the doorstep and head back to the Cerritos. Back on the ship, Boimler gills the officer in the bar. This was supposed to be a secret. It's our little secret because there's some close friends there. But uh, he makes hay with how Mariner misidentified the Ferengi and his confidence being restored as a Starfleet member. Hooray. And Mariner heads back to Rabung. She calls the Ferengi, which happens to be a friend of hers, of course, and thanks for acting the part of the, vil- the villain. I, I had a feeling as like we were two-thirds or halfway through that, like, oh, this is just a setup to boost Boimler. Oh, yeah. And it, what do you think of them sleeping in the hallway all the time. Yeah, that's pretty interesting yeah, to say the least. That is interesting. <laughs> Did we get any indication of that, that the common crew would sleep in a... No, I don't think hall? so. I don't, I, think, I don't so think I've ever seen it now. And How I can don't... you give everyone a room, though? On a right, exactly. I think that's a good idea, because if you go into Lower Dixon actual ship it's just let's say you're in the navy it's just bunks or hammocks so that yep. it's a it's a nice little touch yes it is now we head over to the b storyline which is rutherford and tendy and we see rutherford emerging from the ship's jeffrey tubes his favorite place yes he's <laughs> excited to move on to his next assignment but tendy reminds him they had plans to watch the travoli pulsar together and we kind of learn a little bit about rutherford here here as he turns around and offers to find a new position that doesn't require missing the pulsar. Yeah. <laughs> you go, hmm, that's standing up for your fellow crewmate, I guess. <laughs> he, he wants to do the date, but not without sacrificing crawling through a tube. Right. So he goes up and requests a transfer from Chief Engineer Billups, who grants it with well wishes. Yeah. They always seem like whoever the, the commander is like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Fine. Great. Knock yourself Go out. Good time. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. You're not going to miss me? Guess not. So Ransom gives Rutherford 
offer to try it command simulation, and mm. that doesn't go too well. <laughs> yeah. Because first time through, he destroys the ship, and actually 105% of the crew. <laughs> he I know. Was, how could how it did be? I, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go over. <laughs> and so Ransom gives him another opportunity, mentioning the Janeway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> protocol yeah but that doesn't make anything any better because this time he ejects all the children off the ship i know (laughs) kindergarten and then the pre-k yeah (laughs) you just picture it there goes all the kids ouch yeah (laughs) first time that ever happened (laughs) so he gives up on that and tries his hand at sick bay (laughs) but he doesn't quite have any bedside manner thanks probably to the vulcan implant because <laughs> yeah, he's very know, cold truth yes <laughs> probably don't make it yeah the guy's like panicking yeah 18 percent chance of dying what yeah. oh, just put up 20 percent you should calm down so of course dr tiana kicks his butt out of there <laughs> as tendy has to calm the injured person back down yeah now we haven't seen tiana's bedside manner yet but to me she's kind of a, a cross between bone because she's awful crabby. Yeah. <laughs> and who was the other chief of the Med Bay on um, Next Generation? Not... Uh, oh, Gates McFadden's character. No, not, not Crusher. It was the other Uh-oh. one who came in. I, I can't think of her name to save my soul. Uh, me neither. But she was a little bit uptight as well. Yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> so he heads to security where Shex throws him in a holodeck ring with a bunch of board. This is not good going to end well. That looked like fun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But Rutherford remembers his implant and activates it and just takes over and takes out all the Borg and Shax is just ecstatic. Didn't he he rip the arm off one and hit hit one of the Borg with it? Yes. (laughs) That was so great. It was. And like I said, Shax is just, nobody's ever done that before. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So so he introduces (laughs) them to the rest of the security team but of course rutherford notices an open jeffrey's tube and realizes where he wants to be and once again when he decides to go back to engineering all the security go yay i know the bears steve i yes. want that t-shirt yes. i want that t-shirt i want to be one of the bears in security <laughs> uh, golden bears <laughs> so, oh, i hope someone comes up with that oh yeah Bear, bears rock or bears kick ass rutherford catches up with tindy and and informs her that he has to go back into the tubes. Well, Tendy just <laughs> doesn't want to be alone, so she grabs her tablet, and while Rutherford's working, she watches the pulsar. Yeah. That's kind of cute, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was. She goes, isn't that beautiful? <laughs> and Rutherford's yeah. looking at a yeah. tiny circuit. He's looking at yes. a, <laughs> the circuit board or whatever. <laughs> the commander ray. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this was a really good episode where we got to see Mariner become almost a Jack-esque kind of mentor to Bulmer. Yeah, yeah. Are they the same rank? Yeah. Black, she might have outranked them. We still Oh, at one time, did. I'm sure she did, but she keeps yeah. getting demoted because she, she doesn't did. follow yeah. the rules. We'll have to find that out in the future, I'm sure. Yes. And then, of course, we've got both Tindy and Rutherford just basically want to be accepted. And so they've kind of got this friendship thing going along where they don't want to let each other down. So, so yeah, we see some bonds here growing with our 
yeah lower deckers which is a good thing to see i mean i saw a recap where they kind of broke down all the groups where the bridge crew they're expected to bond because they're all bridge you know they all have that in common and same with security you know everybody has their own little groups that they're all part of and and so this group is kind of having to build their group (laughs) yeah i like it i guess part of his conceit rutherford will be since he's part machine he identifies with all the machines too right yeah that's like a running joke with him. Yeah. Or is that robot? There's a robot in the TV show that was all animated too. Oh, I can't forget it. He's always smoking a cigar and cracking wise. And it, <laughs> it took place in kind of an outer space in the future too. Right. And the robot was, he was looking at a centerfold. He's like, you're going, oh, you're a naughty girl. <laughs> and then you look at the centerfold and it turns out to be a schematic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was the name of that show, Steve? I don't know why I can't uh, remember it. Yeah, just blanking on me, too. <laughs> no, well, we'll get it. So, I uh, want to get in some Easter eggs and boomer talk there? Absolutely. Wow. I got something by my window. Yeah. All right. This was the first episode of the entire franchise in which we see the character wearing different uniforms, which was awesome. Yes, All it was. Vision colors. Oh, my goodness. In a single episode, they had in the case of Sam Rutherford as he transfers from engineering gold, command red, which is different, uh, yes. medical blue. Blue is still medical or science. Science. In the regular episodes, uh, engineering is red and command is gold. Right. Well, maybe there'll be a story behind that, or maybe they're just messing with us. Yeah. Know, I guess. <laughs> so he, he goes back to gold for his brief stint in the security team and then back to engineering. And prior to this episode, minor characters such as Leslie and background characters such as Jay had appeared in all three colors, though not in all in the same yes. uh, episode. <laughs> that was fun. Yes. The episode also featured the first appearance of several previous encountered species, but not seen in many years, which includes the Ferengi on the last episode of Enterprise Acquisition. So yep. it was an acquisition. Allurian, last seen on DS9, What You Have Left Behind, and Aurelio, which is Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. <laughs> There's the Ar- Arcturians from Star Trek The Most in Picture, and a Vendorian, which first and last appeared nearly uh, decades ago in the animated series of The Survivor. <laughs> uh, you were right. This, this, these guys really know their stuff. Yes. <laughs> they are definitely Star Trek geeks. They sure are and i love it <laughs> yeah yeah it really puts it to a test yes you know? you're not going to be part of the in crowd or geek if you don't if you don't get these things so you better find out what they are yes like us. <laughs> there was another great part was in her sleep beckett mariner says buried alive maroon for all eternity which is what khan said on khan noonien saying when he was left from james team's group maroon not regular and as kirk had supposedly done to khan at seti alpha five yes <laughs> this is seti alpha five <laughs> She also uh, mutters the moons of Nibia, which is a reference to Khan saying that he would chase Kirk around the moons of Nibia and around the Antares maelstrom and around Perdition's flames before giving his mission of vengeance against Kirk. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. That was there was a heavy uh, Moby Dick influence in that particular episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> We also got the Janeway Protocol. It was a maneuver that can be employed by a Starfleet vessel. And they'll nod to Star Trek then. Yep. It uses what typically uh, occurs when a Star Trek encounters a temporal rift pulled the vessel towards it, which he blows. Which yes. <laughs> into <laughs> he a hilarious the effect. children. <laughs> yeah. Checks children into space. Wow. <laughs> uh, we get the usual Klingon accessories to Batleth, blood wine. Didn't somebody have to do a blood wine pee later yeah. on? <laughs> Random sudden physical altercation as a greeting. And it's fun to discover planets like the Talgana 4 have neighborhoods like Little Konos. Because, of course, of course they would. Yeah. <laughs> Little Konos. That's so great. Yes. I've yeah. got, do you want to save my top 
five jokes for there uh, or do them now? Oh, let's do them now. All right. Number five, Corinth. Let me tell you about my sexual conquest. What? Both of them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she ripped them pretty good on that one. Yes, she did. <laughs> oh, God. Three. All those kids. They've never been injected into space. <laughs> and then, of course, we have to find out that it's kindergarten and pre little kids are like, oh, I thought that was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Injecting kids into space. Oh, my goodness. Number two was the pooping or that's what i called it to start yes. the episode is this thing if it's going to grant a wish like a genie or something right. it, it grunts its way through doing stuff and when it doesn't do the battery because it's too painful or whatever she goes he's like oh fine and then he poops out a battery oh man i wanted to save this for my closing but i just couldn't <laughs> this is the number one joke i guess the one-liner from it there's nothing like the firm hot pulse of joystick in your hand <laughs> And I wanted to close out on that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny. I just had, I mean, I still can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both of us would then. <laughs> oh, I didn't he give him a sideways look oh, or something yeah. <laughs> when he said that? Well, Rutherford did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Rutherford. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. That was so hilarious. <laughs> you should put that on, a, on the back of the, bur- the bear's uh, t shirt. Like the firm high pulse of a joystick in your hand. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's something else. <laughs> yep. You know what ransom's all about. <laughs> Maybe they can make that a separate t shirt. You know, get yeah, a, absolutely. <laughs> a red shirt with nothing like the firm high pulse of a joystick in your hand. What? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, so great. We also have some feedback from our friend Fred from the Netherlands. So let's see if he's enjoying this any better this time. Oh, I hope so. Yep. Hello, Steve and Dave. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1, Episode 2. I already liked this episode much better than the first, but that was mainly because I knew what I could expect. So... I took the attitude of watching a satirical, comical Star Trek comic with a lot of references to the Star Trek universe. With all kinds of tropes, which are nice memories of the, let's say, normal series. And if you look at it in that way, it becomes quite different. I like the bickering between Bormer and Mariner. Reminded me a little bit of McCoy and Spock. Or sometimes even Spock and Kirk. The trope with the three-dimensional energy being that goes through the hull of a spaceship is not new at all. But the way Mariner dealt with it, it was completely surprising. Could not imagine any Starfleet officer that would do it like that. I found Anton Rutherford's storyline a little lame. Of course we knew when he would go to other departments within the ship, he would land up in engineering at the end. His command simulation of course reminded us a little bit of the Kobayashi Maru. This mariner is so annoying and teasing. I really wonder if this will stay the whole first season like that. At this moment I enjoy it, it's nice. Especially in contrast to Warmler. But if it goes on like this, it could be tiresome. And too much of a trope then. 
Okay, that was all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Well, I tell you what, Fred, I think it is going to go on for a while. <laughs> but eventually, Boimler's going to find out that Mariner's the daughter of <laughs> Admiral and the captain. And he's going to have that on her. I wonder if she's to, he's going to use that as leverage at first or just come out and go to a 10 forward and start blabbing all about it just to embarrass her. We'll see. Yeah, that, that would be an interesting situation to see if that actually plays out. Because yeah. when they're heading back, Mariner asks Boimler, or not to say anything. And yeah. sure enough, he ten forward and just starts blurting it all out. Yeah, I don't think he can be trusted. Yeah, no. <laughs> Boimer's got some growing up to do, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, when you're a commander, there's certain things you have to uh, <laughs> keep to yourself. Yes, absolutely. But we're definitely glad that you found your... Uh, yeah, I think I heard a chuckle. I heard a chuckle from Fred. Yes, on the show. So that's we're definitely glad of that. And yeah. We'll just have to wait and see where Boimler and Mariner go to see if uh, it continues to be worthwhile to you. I think it will. I think Boy, you know, maybe Boimler will find out who she is and what she's done, and all of a sudden have you know gain respect for her instead of being feeling like she's competing against him so yeah let's just hope and as always fred thanks so much for the feedback we really appreciate it and <laughs> looking forward to your next one and we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season and looking forward to interacting on social media with all the great fans how can the fans interact with us dave they can go to www.fangirlzone.com and click on the contact link where you find several ways to contact versus email or social media on twitter steve's at Solly steve and i'm at the real id dave look for us there please review and rate us on itunes and every other platform you find us on good ratings and reviews help other fans of their show find us as there are several lower deck podcasts out there tell your friends and we hope you're enjoying our podcast and don't forget to check out the other great fangirl zone podcasts the third episode is august 20th and is titled temporal effect so until then remember i i'm Tell you what, Steve, I can't wait okay. <laughs> <laughs> to see that one. Yeah, this one, it, I yeah, got me stoked. <laughs> yeah, so irreverent. And now they're going to deal with temporal effects. That should be good. Yes, it really should. <laughs> well, this is Chief Engineer Steve. Or maybe it's just because all the Klingon names sound the same. Like they all have an apostrophe for some reason. <laughs> And this is the newly promoted, <laughs> early, joy. <laughs> I almost said Joystick Dave. <laughs> Richard Dave. Now, I'm giving away some of my personal <laughs> secrets about my joystick. I, maybe yeah. we shouldn't go there. Yeah. <laughs> I just stick with woof, woof. One of my honorable mentions is when she comes up, uh, Meredith comes up with... Uh, Federation dogs just to get themselves out of trouble. She and Boyman looks and goes, Federation dogs? She goes, Oh, woof woof. I don't mind being a Federation dog for a day if it gets us out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs>